0: Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these
1: characters
2: are
0: weirdos? So let's rock it! Wow. Uh, my name is Nigel. That's Hammer over there. We woke up to the uh, news today that Colts owner Jim Ursay had a drug OD back in the beginning of December, and it sounds like it was pretty bad. Hammer, TMZ broke the story.
1: Right. Uh, TMZ had this first, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a moment, but the information it started to be released out by a couple other agencies now as well, is that on December eighth, at around four thirty in the morning, Jim Ursay was found lying on the floor and then ultimately moved into his bed. He was unresponsive, cold to the touch, gasping for air. Uh, this was a suspected overdose, according to the Carmel Police Department. Now the Carmel Police Department documents that were first obtained by TMZ, showed cops were dispatched to his Carmel residence after someone said they had found the Colts' owner unconscious on the floor with blue skin tone.
0: Not good, man.
1: And then when police first man. arrived on the scene, they say Ursay at this point, was moved into his bed where he was struggling to breathe, had a very weak pulse, uh, constricted eye pupil's now, police say in these documents, again, from Carmel Police, an attempt to wake him with a sternum rub was unsuccessful. So ultimately, they had to pass a dosage of Narcan on to Jim Ursay. And it sounds like, just reading these documents, Nige, They were minutes away from having to get the shock panels out to use on the Colt's owner. Well,
0: what does the the dosage of Narcan tell you? What can we glean from that? Because Narcan is a drug commonly used to revive people uh, in an opiate... Overdose situation. We don't know what drugs were in his system at right. this point, right? And,
1: he had a list of prescription drugs, but all of that information had been redacted in the paperwork. Uh, so yeah, this was a bad situation. Now, if you're looking for a timeline, because recently, you know, we heard Jim Mersey was having a respiratory issue. The timeline works like this, and it's kind of bizarre. December eighth, that's when this alleged overdose took place at Urse's house. But he was seen at the Steelers game, the Pittsburgh Steelers game, on Saturday, December 16th. And it wasn't until recently that we were told that he's battling a respiratory illness. So maybe these are two separate things. Right. Yeah. There is some nasty
0: stuff going around, but I just want to make sure everybody's kind of
1: on the timeline
0: here. And there are no criminal charges filed here. No. So no, I'm assuming there were no illicit... Narcotics. He has had trouble in that arena before. Right. So I, I had, you know, lots of questions. Was this a relapse situation? Was this an accident? Um, was he mixing meds that were dangerous that he didn't know were dangerous when you mixed them? I have no idea.
1: There's a lot of questions, and it's totally fair and it's totally okay to wonder about this. Now the Colts have released a statement in regards to Jim Irsay's health. Quote. He is still recovering from his respiratory illness. We will have no further comment on his personal health, and we continue to ask that Jim and his family's privacy be respected. Now, you mentioned earlier, Nige, this isn't the first rodeo with Jim Ursay dealing with things like this. Oh, he's had
0: a long battle with addiction, for sure. Yeah. He
1: even talked about it in an interview that he did with Andrea Kramer on HBO's Real Sports. How many times did you go
2: into rehab? Oh, God, at least 15 times.
3: Have you actually ever overdosed?
2: Oh, yeah. One time I, I was trying to detox myself. Um, and I, and I mixed, uh, you know, m- m- multiple drugs that, that, that I didn't know anything about. And so all of a sudden I start slurring my words and then, um, cold blue, I stopped breathing and they revived me and the doctor goes, um, Jim, you're one lucky man because I had signed virtually the death certificate. Wow. That
1: sounds pretty identical to what we're hearing about happened on December 8th. Now, in that same episode of Real Sports, this interview that he did with Andrea Kramer, Jim Ursay, I don't want to say throws the Carmel Police Department under the bus, but he claims that that time that he got arrested, and we all saw the mugshot, right, and the video of him kind of struggling to get out of the car, the reason that happened was because he's a white billionaire,
3: Numerous bottles of pills were found in Ursay's car, and he ultimately pleaded guilty to driving under the influence. Was that the low point for you?
2: No, not really, because the arrest was wrong. I had just had hip surgery and been in the car for 45 minutes and what they asked me to walk the line are you kidding me i can barely walk at all and so you're just,
3: saying you couldn't walk because you'd had the hip surgery not because you were on any kind yes. of
2: i mean i'm not saying that it's a fact so
3: why did you plead to the misdemeanor
2: just to get it over with lucid i am prejudiced against because i'm a rich white billionaire if I'm just uh, the average guy down the block, they're not pulling me in. Of course not. Do
3: you know what it's going to sound like if people hear you say they're prejudiced against a rich woman? I don't care what ass- it
2: sounds like. It's the truth. I don't, you know, Andre, I could give a damn what people think, how anything sounds or sounds like. The truth is the truth. And I know the truth.
1: So Jim Ursay in that interview... His own words, claims that the Carmel Police Department is prejudiced against him because he's a rich white billionaire.
0: Uh, And they said they got it wrong. They said hip surgery. That's why I'm messing around. That's why I can't walk the line.
1: So we've got our news director in studio here, John Herrick. And the reason I played that last clip is because it sounds to me that if I'm somebody with the Carmel Police Department and I've got Jim Ursay up here throwing me under the bus... The last thing I want to do is try to protect the guy that just called me out on national television here. So I see this question a lot on social media, John. Why did TMZ... Get this story first, as opposed to anybody here in Indianapolis.
3: Well, I I don't want to speak for TMZ, uh, but one thing I will say about them, if you watch any of their shows uh, and whenever somebody's talking on camera, they have a rather large newsroom. They have a lot of people. We have a pretty good newsroom here, but we don't have the resources TMZ has now. TMZ has also been known to put some stuff out there in the past that's either half true, not all the way true, or reporting something that uh, they might have obtained in a very, you know, underhanded way. We didn't want to do that at first. We read the report, but we were like, okay, we need to figure this stuff out for ourselves. When
1: did you hear about this situation, because there had been some rumors yeah. that this had happened a while back, I believe.
3: Yeah. And I didn't hear anything about it in December. But then once I started hearing about it, that, that possibly TMZ was reporting it this morning, then you get on the phone with the Carmel Police Department or you try to. And I know we've reached out to them. I'm sure other outlets have had, had to, too. But I'm sure, you know, they didn't respond to us. And I can imagine they don't want anything to do with that. Okay, so
1: somebody so. had to reach out to TMZ. Yeah. You, the WIBC newsroom, did reach out to the Carmel Police Department.
3: Yes, yeah. And uh, we didn't hear it back from them, but we were able to go and find the same documents that they found. Now, How do you do that? Yeah. Well, it's it takes a little finagling. you, you got to go on to different websites. you got to see which... Um, okay. For example, if the Carmel Police Department is involved in this, maybe you go and you research uh, documents in, in Hamilton County courts, or you look at you. You try to look at you know you look up things on my case. That doesn't always work, yeah. but you you have to do a lot of work as a journalist. So you is what saw saying. the actual
0: report. Yes. You're not just reading what TMZ...
3: Yeah, no, I we, we did see the report, and I think, and clearly other outlets in the market saw it too, which is why they waited until later. But that's... The, I think that's what you're seeing, guys, is it's not that we don't look at things from TMZ and go, well, that's automatically not true. We look at it and go, okay, that's probably going to be true, but we need to also okay. vet this situation for ourselves.
1: Right, because I'm not here to smear TMZ, because an honestly, right. I think they do a lot of good work. And they're usually pretty good about their stories. They're, they're first. They're usually pretty accurate. I was just wondering why somebody... Because somebody had to have leaked this story out from yeah. inside mm-hmm. at the Carmel Police Department. Why would they reach to TMZ when they could have went here in Indianapolis.
3: Yeah. Uh, and and maybe that's because they might have thought somebody could smear his name. I, I, I don't know. But th- that's the other thing, too. Well, we when don't know that it got leaked. I mean, if, yeah. you,
0: if you found
3: it. If yeah. you were able to find the documents, yeah. then it, just maybe, and they were already out there. Yeah. maybe TMZ uh, came across. And, and that's the tough part when you do stories like this. You've got to be able to separate fact from opinion, um, because th- there's a lot going into this. And and yeah, the Colts. That's the other thing too. You, you do try to reach out to the Colts, and the Colts just stuck to their line about his recent his recent illness, which that's another thing, like you said, Hammer, that complicates this because those appear to be two separate incidents. Right. And, The shame of all of this is that Jim Irsay has a lot going on, and a lot of it's not um, positive at the moment. So you you have to try to separate church from state when you're reporting on a delicate story like this.
1: Thank you so much for coming in here to break that down for us. That's our news director, John Herrick, here at 93 WIBC.